Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken, when we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. What's good, Tony? What's good, what's good? I'm good, man, I'm good. We're back at it again, episode 42. Feeling feeling good, man, like, you know, life's moving forward. We talked about it just a little bit earlier before recording, like, uh, Ken's moved into his place. We've, we've mentioned that's at Ab's Nauseam. Um, I've got my new place with my partner. Uh, we haven't moved in yet. We're scheduling, like, later this month. But the the knickknacks, the paddywhacks, the give a dog a bone jacks, the little nitty gritties, the the bits and pieces, bloody hell, it's annoying. It's expensive. Uh, but anybody that's moved into a house, I mean, like a house that they've owned, like that is not furbished, and you need to get the stuff for it, and you just find yourself thinking, why why is there not already stuff here? Why am I <laughs> buying things? Why do I have to buy a, like? I feel like I was more okay with the idea of spending a lot on on a bed. Like we spent quite a bit. Not like some people. I know some people that spend two grand on just a mattress. Ken, I'm I'm not about that life. I'm not quite there to be about oh, that life. Oh shit! I thought my mattress was expensive. I was paying like what? How six, much? How much did you? That's six fifty, bro. Six fifty. So that is. Where did you get yours from? Uh, what's the name of this place? Um. Was it Benson's? No, 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 no. This is this is a dreams. Oh, this no, no, not dreams. This is a specific company. Where is it? I'm sitting on it right now. Um. Anyway, these guys they, they, they're, they're they're known for making beds, bro. Like is it's mad, mad comfortable. No, no, no. Emma. Nah, nah, nah. But okay, so let me answer this. Let's get into <laughs> let's get into a mattress right let's now. Get into let's mattresses. get into mattress tech. Um, so is it one of those newfangled foam beds where you 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 lay on it and you just you start sinking and you never stop? No, no, no. My one is is hard, but it's it's, hard ma- it, it's it's springy, so it it kind it's of springy. curves it curves into my spine, but doesn't make okay. me sink. It's not it's not a um, a marshmallow type bed. So is it one of those dual layer ones where you got the the mattress, then you got the the the, the thingy, the padded top on top? Is it one of those ones? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so we got onto you know um if you go into dreams right they, they have this machine which can Simba I got a Simba mattress bro I thought you had a Simba and Simba is one of those it's got slash coils and foam that's it there we go I knew it but don't don't try to test me on on bedroom tech I know you I know, know mattresses like that bro techs. um <laughs> but yeah you know that's the interesting thing so. Yeah. When we went into first, we went into dreams, yeah. and the dreams they got this this fangled thing that tells you about your body and like your weight, and it really lets you know about your weight, <laughs> and it lets oh, you know about you know the best way for you to rest. So it starts calibrating from the bed down, but it uses a scanner from the top, which is really weird because when you look at it, if you know, you know, but it's using an Xbox Connect as a scanner. So for all the time when Microsoft like abandoned Connect, this is where they went. They went. Uh, all the, all, I, I don't know, Tony. To the, this sounds like a dreams. gimmick. <laughs> sounds like a no, gimmick. You know, to it, me. It, it sounds like a gimmick. But yeah. the crazy thing is, it actually makes sense because at the end of it, it told us. Because um, my girlfriend, she 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 loves a firm bed, and the crazy thing, the machine actually confirmed that she likes a firm. I'm different, right? I can't. I'm a, I'm I'm kind of opposite in the sense of like I can't stand a super soft bed. If I feel like I I'm I'm sinking, and I don't stop sinking, because some of these Simba beds, these newfangled foam slash coil beds, like you've probably got the the firm version of it or the extra firm. Yeah, and I've been on some of those ones, yeah. and they they are pretty good. I went on one that was like a medium and. The moment I sat on it, I'm sinking. Then I get on the lie down and I feel like I haven't stopped and I'm still going. And I feel like I'm in the sunken place, like in Get Out. And I feel like this is not 
how I want to be in bed. And I also, this is the thing that I got my, my girlfriend, right? Because she got on one and thought to herself, actually, she starts to think, oh, maybe this is not too bad. Then I asked her, it's like, babe, what happens when we're actually, you know, doing stuff in bed? Then she realized, oh, no. You, you, you do not want to have a sinking feeling when you're being intimate. I told you this for nothing. It's like being under the, 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 that end scene of Titanic. Do you really want to be sinking while you're being intimate? Oh, my God, we'll be doing backflips by accident. Like, whoops, <laughs> slipping and sliding. I mean, that's if it's bouncy, but these Simba beds that are super soft, there's no bounce to them. There's no give. There's no rebound. So you just, you go in and you're just sinking. It's like, feels like quicksand. No, no, um, this, this, yeah. bed, this bed that I bought, that I'm sitting on mm. right now, bro, I can't throw anything on it. That's how springy it is, bro. Like, oh, okay. it, it keeps you, like, I'm going to show you when you come over. I threw yeah. my iPad. Oh, gonna, almost, oh, almost, Ken, almost flat. Are you inviting me to test out your bed with you? That's inappropriate, bro. Um, Tony, it, did, it, it didn't turn inappropriate until you made it inappropriate. I'm just saying, man, like you, you laid out the subtext and Tony, I'm just reading it. Tony, we'll, we'll take turns. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll, we'll take <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah, no, back to the machine, though. The machine scans you, breaks it down, and it confirmed yeah. my, my girlfriend how she feels about bed. But actually, it educated me in terms of what I like about beds. It told me I, I should be getting, for my body type, my weight, my height, my build, I should be on um uh, extra firm as well. And as we was getting on beds, going to the extra firms versus the mediums and stuff, and I realized, actually, yeah, it's right. Every time I got onto something softer than a firm, it was like, no, this is... This is too pillowy. I'm like bouncing, rolling around. This is not right. And we've gotten a couple of um, firm ones. But do you know what's the great thing that I find? So you said your, your mattress cost 650 right? Yeah. Now, uh, we went first to Dreams and we found like a really good mattress there. And it was something stupid, like 900 and something. And I was wow. thinking to myself, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking to myself, I do not really want to pay this much, but like this is kind of the best one for us right now, reasonably priced. And I was like, but I said to myself, do you know what? I'm going to compare the Meerkat. So we looked at other places. We even looked on Argos, right? Which is not the best place to look, but Argos was so rubbish here that if you actually was to put down, you want a king size mattress and you want it extra firm, there's literally only one on Argos. Just the one. Yeah, but that, that, that's, that's less so about, it's the problem with Argos. Argos tried mm. to cater to everything. So right. because they're not specialists in anything, they only they have, won't have much. They won't have much of anything. Yeah. And it's obviously catering to people that prefer a bit more of a plusher bed. So there's probably a lot exactly. more mediums and a lot more um, softs out there, uh, which, you know, are not ultimately not great for you. So for anybody out there suffering in insomnia and not a great night's sleep, it might just be down to your mattress. But back to the point, right? So we end up going to Benson's for beds all the way in Charlton. And when we went there, we ended up going through the whole rigmarole and we found the bed that we liked. Those we were stuck between two beds. Uh, but at that, that day, I think both Benson's and Dreams were offering a deal of like, you know, anything over a certain amount of things, anything over 650, you got an extra 10% off. One okay. of the beds, unfortunately, the one that she liked because it was like super firm, but for me, it felt like bricks. Um, <laughs> bruv, it felt like bricks, legit. And like the moment I sat on it, I felt my cheeks being concave. Yo. <laughs> like, hey. so she wanted that one, right? Totally and got, I'm just trying to... Oh, on pavements. <laughs> bruv, bruv. It's like, I, I'm really and truly, I can sleep on the ground. I can sleep on, on bricks. Bruv, this felt uncomfortable. My guy said it's harder that. than bricks. <laughs> bruv, it felt more uncomfortable than living in the Middle East. 
and just oh, on the ground. They just they just bombed out your funny. area. But you're you're getting a good night's sleep. You know you've been through terror. You get on this ba- bed, it turns you back to PTSD of harder times. Nah, that's but crazy. <laughs> we found the bed right, one of the beds, and one of the beds was um, exactly six. Forty nine ninety nine, so it was under the six fifty price. They were very specific about that six fifty, and it wasn't including six four six forty nine ninety nine. So you wasn't entitled to that ten percent. There was another bed which I preferred a bit more because it was it was it was classed as extra firm, but it wasn't as firm as that brick of a bed, and that one was exactly uh six fifty nine ninety nine. So we got the the ten percent on that, but the the other benefit on top is that. If you ordered online, you would get uh, 7%, an extra 7% off because I'm, I got this blue light card working for the NHS. And I was like, oh, crap. One, I don't have my blue light card. And two, the, the 7% is only online. And the guy like that was serving us was saying, oh, it's not a problem. I can put that on you. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, no, no, I could just do it here. But I don't have my card. <laughs> don't worry about it, bro. He really uh, wanted that commission. My guy. He himself, I don't get how I do it, but you're getting this bed, bro, and I'm getting that commission that he needs guy. to buy a brand new pair of shoes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he just did it to us, and it dropped us down to uh, 589 That's That's sweet. That's probably sweet. Yeah. So, you know, my girlfriend already got the bed frame. She got that... Um, last week unfortunately our bed is not going to be coming in until april and we're planning to move in in march so we're going to be definitely living that floor life for a Bro. little bit <laughs> so um, uh that's that's that's, that's yeah I'm, I'm thinking of getting like a temporary blow up mattress just for the time being um, um which is not going to make for a great night's sleep but what can yeah, you do yeah i would offer one uh because i left a couple of mattresses back at home but Trying yeah, to it would just be a, it would just be a headache. It would be a headache, like That's even nice. bringing it back and stuff. So, because uh, other that, I, I would have taken my one. But again, it's like we even talked about. It, it's like, oh yeah, you could bring one of yours, but oh crap, how are you gonna bring it down? So it feels yourself. Hmm, could you imagine me on like a public transport, just holding onto a mattress, just in the middle of like Victoria Station, just there? Don't don't mind me. Just making my way to the underground with a big ass double bed mattress. <laughs> thick ass thing just like whistling my way down it's like nah that's not a good look so um sure thing. <laughs> uh i'm gonna have to find another solution which is not doing great for my wallet right now um move, moving out is expensive man i got a uh what's it a, a van to move the majority yeah. of my stuff mm-hmm. a very decent price i think it was uh under 50 or roughly okay. around 50 uh for a few hours well not for about six yeah. seven hours Okay, that's good. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I managed to admit, because I'm thinking about it, I was trying to think, okay, maybe I'll put it into my car. But then mm-hmm. I realized, no, 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 I would have to do multiple trips. And then the price yeah, of yeah. petrol would have just been the price of... Astronomical. Uh, actually, just renting out a van. So, yeah. Yeah. It was good. I mean, you know, send me those details. I'd like to know, I'd like to think, just because right now the plan is to use her, my, my partner's brother's uh, van. And we'll just be, you know, spoiling them some cash for, for petrol. Oh, um, bro. Yeah, do that then. Rev. <laughs> but, you know, Someone sometimes, you know, relying on family can also be difficult. So the contingency is you. So you give me those deets, those sweet deets, so I can just have a, a backup plan. Yeah, yeah. All good. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? From South Adulting, East London, man. Now we're, now, now we're domesticated, getting grown and things. I know, right? Next thing you know, we're going to be making some babies. Not together, because that's not how biology works. Uh, uh, but making no. some babies. No, no. Babies will happen at some point, for sure. 
Oh, it's happening to you very soon, bruv. Very soon. I'm 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 counting down to your honeymoon where you get some honey in that moon. That doesn't make sense, but go with it. I feel like you can literally say anything and it sounds sexual. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to iron them shirts. See, you just don't have that sexy voice. You have to try it like this. Oh no no no! I got the, I got the voice. I just didn't say it properly. Oh okay, okay. go for it then. Go for I, it. Go for it. Well, let's Tony. do a sex off. Let's do a, a sex sexy off. Tony. Tony. Se- Tony. Yeah. Tony. I can. Yeah. I can. I can claim that I've won this already. I'm so sorry, Tony. Okay, so you give me the most innocuous word and you try to say it sexy. Come on, the least sexy thing you can think of and say it sexy. Go for it. Th- th- there's a fine line between sexy and creepy with certain words, so you have to be very careful. About That's what true. We're That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. So let's yeah. let's 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 just make sure it's uh, concise. So we're saying the same okay. thing. Just make sure so we're not being weird about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, this one you know about. It. All right, pussy on the chain wax. Okay. Yeah, but that's 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 inherently sexy because it's got pussy. Ah, gotta wear pussy. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. We have to be quick with this. Um, send me your location. Hey, babe. Are you doing lo- that sexy or am I doing it sexy? You're doing it sexy. You go first. Hey, babe. Send me your I location. I mean, that one is gonna be sexy anyway because you you're, you're trying to get that late night booty calls. Like, no, no, no. Like I said, there's there's a fine line, bro. It can All be right, very cool, creepy. Cool. Let me go for it. All right, go, go for it, bro. For it. Hey, yo, send me your location. Ooh, Tony. All right, cool. There we go. You know how sexy. That, that penny dropper. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, cool. let me give you one. Let me give you one. Yeah. This is going to be a hard one, right? Rubber chicken. Hey, babe. Let me get the rubber chicken. All right, that was just quiet. That wasn't sexy. That was this. Like, huh? What You want to do what with a chicken? Oh, wait, wait. Let me come to your ear, <laughs> baby girl. Hey, babe. Let me get that rubber chicken. <laughs> Do you know what? If you ever said that to your girl and he got turned on, I'm gonna slow clap for you. I will like I'll somehow just appear in your bedroom, just slow clapping. It's if the you words, to... bro. You see what I mean? It's the words. You, <laughs> you gave me some dead words that make it sound mad. Yeah, creepy, no, but bro. that's that's the thing, right? That's the thing because there's some things that are hard, like you know, to to thingy. Like it's um, like. Like it's something like how do you say fiduciary obligations in a sexy way? Like <laughs> fiduciary obligations. You see, it became it's like, creepy. It became creepy. Bro. It does become creepy. It became creepy. I don't even know what it sounds. It sounds like you're an axe murderer. Like fiduciary. Ugh, nah, bro. It, it don't sound right. right. There's got that douche in it. Then you got like uh, fiscal responsibilities. I mean, it's like that'll, that'll turn that'll turn on some women because like fiscal maybe responsibility, a banker. For when you know women that above the age of twenty five, like oh my god, he's so mm-hmm. he's so responsible. Say it again, babe. Like oh. <laughs> like trust me, like certain things that are not sexy become sexy past mm-hmm. a certain age. It's like oh it's what? Like, ooh girl, oh, he's baby. financially literate. Oh my god, my, my credit he's a above. keeper. Yeah, bro, think about it. Like my credit score's <laughs> above nine hundred. Like that shit's sexy, bro. Bro, my credit score right now, I shit you not, Experian nine nine nine. You can't beat that. Oh you can't shit, beat that, bro. That's the I'm nine nine nine. That's a penny dropper, bro. If you tell that to some mm-hmm. babes, it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I I do you know legit. I've impressed girls by saying I have never failed a credit check. Like I impressed <laughs> one of my ex girlfriends when we went to get like a new laptop and yeah. curries, right? I said, babe, 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 don't don't fall into that trap, right? Don't worry about like, it. I've got this. Don't put yourself in a position where you're spunking all your month's pay just to get your laptop now. Get it on finance. Yes, you might pay a little bit extra on the long run. And you know, as we were sitting down, I remember this, right? We went to sit down with the guy that goes through the process uh, of checking your credit. And he said, like, 
as he was getting my details, he said, like, I already know you're going to pass. And my girlfriend's like, how do you know? It's like, you can really tell when people got, like, bad credit because they always lean forwards, but your boyfriend's just kind of laying back, not even paying attention. <laughs> He's going to pass. And by the time the guy was done, it's like, like, yeah, I was right. He's passed. Oh, just to let you know, you're entitled to the full range of credit. So, and my girlfriend's like, oh, what does that mean? So like, well, we got a maximum cap about 2,500. He's entitled to all of that. And I was like, yeah, right. Bro, do you know what that guy was to you? He was your wingman, bruv. He was my wingman. <laughs> wing I tell man. you this for nothing, though. What do you mean, full that, cap? <laughs> that was a financially sexy night, if you know what I mean. Hey, bro. Transactions were made. <laughs> I deposited in a bank. Hey, behave yourself. <laughs> this is a kid's show. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, speaking of shows, Ken, what are we what are we planning to talk about today? Ah, oh, bro, bro, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what other things turn people on, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's funny because about what you were saying or what we're saying, like. Like past a certain age like things are just attractive do you ever find yourself on like instagram when they're like oh like here's a colander that does this special thing or here's this thing that slices onions <laughs> yeah and oh I'm like, no Ooh. there's some contraptions out there I that like are that. like i know what you mean like there's some yeah. there's tr- some this is the weird thing growing up being an adult right there's some things that are so adult when you know you're an adult it was like when the idea of paying your bills on time with like a newfangled app that tallies out all of your expenditures turns you on. That's when you know you're an adult. Yep. On the other side, when yep. you look at this new thing, this new cooking culinary thing that like it, it spiralizes your food. I don't even know what spiralizes is, but apparently that's like a hot thing. But you just look at it and you think to yourself, why is that turning on my erogenous well, zone? It is spiraling. Do you saw recently? It's well, like uh, a, it was like a special colander, but it didn't have mm-hmm. holes in it. It had one nozzle in it. So mm-hmm. you can fill it up with water oh, and yeah, then you yeah, release one yeah. nozzle and then it releases out mm. the water on the bottom. Kind of oh, like a plug. It's releasing water. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. That was saved by pasta. Like, like you, you can easily oh. like um, pour your pasta with the water. Oh, yeah, you, see, you, bro, you see how you're getting excited. So I was like, wow, oh, yeah. I had to reload. I had to send that to my girl. But like, yo, check this oh, yeah. out. Let's buy this shit. Oh, you, your girl gets to watch? I like it. Mm. <laughs> I behave. Get it. <laughs> get it yeah get bro it. you like, colander it, you colander it made it made me wonder like what, what were we into when we was younger before we decided to honestly the when we was younger it was, it was like any was anything that looked remotely like a nipple it didn't really matter bro if it just like remotely looked like some form of flesh we was down to it hot teacher with an elbow exposed but but it's a wrap <laughs> we're done we're not paying attention in that okay. class one thing I would say that everyone goes through different phases because yes, mm-hmm. you get the hot elbow teacher <laughs> for sure and then you get the colander later on in life. But before yeah. that, it was literally any toy that came on Cartoon Network between the um, between the ads. Like mm-hmm. you had that Ninjako at one point, you had like Lego, you had all those different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. the big one that everyone went nuts for was Pokemon cards. Oh right? yeah. Game Pokemon cards are crazy. a constant state in it. But you know, Pokemon yeah. cards are the ones that went absolutely nuts. Bruv. Pokemon cards was was a problem on several levels. Not only like you know did it take your attention, but did you see how thick Mewtwo was back in the day, bro? Bro, Mewtwo was thick. Bro. Hey, pause, nigga. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Until this day, I'm not too sure if Mewtwo hey, was male or female. Still not convinced one way or the other. Yeah, it, it, Mewtwo didn't have any. Uh... Actually, that's the interesting thing about Pokemon. Not to take out my, uh, my, mm-hmm. my nerd aspects of it there's only yeah. a few pokemon that are distinctly male and female however right. most pokemon um are male or female 
Like right. for example, like Charmander, it's either yeah. male or female. You can get a, a male yeah. Charmander, a Charmander, or a female Char- a Charmander, but they yeah. look exactly the same. I can't remember the scientific word for it, where like the um, male version of an animal looks exactly like the female version of the animal. For example, like tigers, tigers, yeah. uh, the male and female you can't tell the difference. Same thing with dogs, the male and female besides the uh, well, nipples. when they, when with with tigers, I think you can, but you you kind of have to be in the know because like it's one of those ones like on the outside looking in, it's like oh, those just look like a bunch of stripes. Well, but you find it's out not it's like enough compared to like other maybe animals, it's not you know I mean? maybe it's not different enough. But I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that like the female probably has thicker stripes than them. I could be completely wrong about that, but I don't know. I don't know. I know we, lions. We don't know. You need, to, you need to be uh, a, a, a tiger, a tagologist. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Tagologist. Yeah. Uh, they study tigers. Not, not, not the animal, the rapper. They just, for some reason, are really into <laughs> tiger. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, do you know what's really interesting about, like, like, the whole idea of animals, but, like, Pokemon? It's like, oh, yeah. I remember growing up watching Pokemon, and... I know, you, I know what you're gonna say. I, I know you're gonna say. I go, never go, go. saw real yeah, animals, so them having meat. Yep. Which Pokemon are they eating, bro? That was that that, that was that useless useless magic cart, bro. <laughs> no, having <laughs> like, bear tofu, no, having bear sea, seafoods. I see. If you're having a beef burger, is th- is that what animal is that? Is that a Charizard? Bro, that's Munchamp, isn't it? <laughs> Machamp and macho. Do you know? Do you know? It's like when we go to the male or female side of it. It's like Geo dude, right? Never saw a female one. But would it be technically Geodet? No, no, it'll be Geo dude. It's one of those ones where they're they're male or female in it. I know, but like in this world of identification and self identifying, if you're putting a masking on it, you know you're gonna get cancelled for that. It's like how dare you assume my gender? I reckon I identify as a female Geo dude, aka a Geodet. Fam, I'm not even sure that's what's happening that, these days because like I know, people I know, be saying that's things like, into it, like cause... you can't say hero like some people don't say hero anymore they say shiro they don't say his story they say sh- uh, her story which I think I mean that's creative <laughs> did no, not see that coming when that it, hit me it's, it's like it's, it's stupid like it, th- when I word. first heard her story I thought to myself wait her story why are we talking about her stories like that no no it's that it's a female story it's like Oh my God! Her no, story instead no, of his no, story. No, I see no. what you did there. You slapped some vagina on that. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank you for obliterating a word. <laughs> I don't think history was made in the intention of it being his. Putting who his who knows, front. man? You know who knows? I mean? You never, you you never know. You never know. It's one you know of those what? ones. We have been Look the patriarchy trying to talk about for so a, a, a long. Etymology of words. I don't. I don't know the etymology. For all we know, that could we be the truth. Yeah, it could have been like I'm tired. of These women talking to me. I want wow. a story of myself. <laughs> I want a story women. represented of men. No longer will we have stories because women have co-opted all of the stories. They'll go out there. They'll bring home the gossip, and we have to listen to it. No, no, no. For today, it will be a man's story. It will be his story, oh, wow. <laughs> and that's how the word oh, wow. his story came from. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's uh, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever thought. That would have been the craziest <laughs> conspiracy, just to be like, okay, yeah, the reason why we do it is just to just put the women down. I, I could I could believe it, you know, because like there's times with my girlfriend, bro. Mm. She wants to talk, even though we just talked an hour ago. But she has somehow accumulated a wealth of information, and she goes on, and I just want to be the attentive boyfriend. I want to pretend like I care. 
But it's and her story, the, bro. It's, it's her, her story. story. It's it's her <laughs> story. But no more. I f- I will create the story of men, and it will forever known be known as his story. I, I feel your pain, bro. Whenever history is spoken of in the future, it will no longer be a woman's story. It will be a man's story. His story. <laughs> it's so stupid. Fam, it's dumb. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> Anyway, I don't know how we went from we went from like mattresses to to Pokemon. Yeah, we went around to, to his and her story. We went around the bend, and um, the, the, now I'm thinking about gender neutral stories and how would you how would you refer to those? Um, <laughs> that's interesting because um, talking about stories, and that's one of the main things we want to talk to, talk about today with um, yeah. the story of um, a Netflix animated show uh some people would dub this the third go at a successful series by created by the same people uh that created simpsons and futurama yeah by uh, the 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 famous matt groaning you know him for simpsons futurama and now he's hit you with disenchantment um this is season three just came out when like a couple weeks ago uh season four i believe season four wow this show has I don't, Ken, take it away. Let's talk about Disenchantment. You, you tell us your feelings. I would, okay. I would tell you my feelings afterwards. Well, Disenchantment is about um, a princess known as Bean, Princess Bean, who uh, is a rebel, literally without a bloody cause. <laughs> she mm-hmm. um, gets, she goes out drinking. She um, foregoes her royal duties. She's just out here to have fun and live life and not be a princess even though she has all the privilege of being the princess and then the guard and her father who is the king and her estranged mother that she has oh that um is believed to be dead um so that's the story that they tell for the first season which is okay cool she's out here having fun or getting into trouble with her demon and elf friend Mm -hmm. okay and uh, like I said, it's the create. It, it, it's a show that is set in a fa- is a fantasy setting. So yeah. with knights, castles, magic, elves, demons, yada yada, hell, heaven as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so almost like a riff off Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones popularity. This this show this show has a lot. Go- like it's there's definitely got a lot of oh a lot of this, a lot of that. Totally I think the only thing is for me. One. It has even a steampunk element to it. There's a whole steampunk. Now it has steampunk. It literally has everything. But the one thing that I found that it was missing for me was actual humor and entertainment. Yeah. Definitely missing those two things. I I have a, well, I have a conclusion about all of that. Uh, Okay. Because the the show, even after all these seasons, (laughs) because I watch it with my girl as well, we are incredibly frustrated. And we didn't understand why it's frustrated. So I sat down and proper thought about it. Why am I not, not into the show? Because I've seen shows that are not as funny as this show. I've seen mm-hmm. shows that are more funny than this show. I've seen shows that are more entertaining or less entertaining. But this one yeah. is really bothering me. And then I later realised they tried to do what Simpsons and Futurama did, but tried to have more modern sensibilities. So right. what Simpsons and Futurama did, that it's a, it's a serialised show that resets mm-hmm. itself. So yeah. the, the beginning and end of each episode of Simpsons and less so Futurama because mm-hmm. it does go somewhere with Futurama. Like the beginning and, and the end is self-contained. Self-contained yeah. episodes. 
That's what Simpsons yeah. and Futurama did. However, with this show, it's trying to have it both ways. Yeah. They're trying to have self-contained stories, but at the same time, build and paint a bigger picture that spans over episodes and seasons. But mm-hmm. the issue with that, because they're still trying to hold on to that self-contained mannerisms that they became so popular with with Futurama and Simpsons, so many stories and plot lines get literally left at the wayside. So many. It's like, okay, cool. This person gets introduced. Oh, they might be the big villain. Boom. After three, four episodes or the entire season, they literally forget about the person. Almost every single character or main character goes through a mini arc, but then reverts back to how they were in literally season one, episode one. No one gets developed. Stories do not get developed. So many characters come and go. So many characters come and stay and nothing gets developed. It is the weirdest feeling. And that's the reason why I don't like, uh, particularly like the story structure because there is no story structure. It's nothing to get invested in because no one actually changes. It's not like mm-hmm. Rick and Morty when Rick does go through some stuff or Morty goes through stuff, but they try and revert back to it. At least it's more entertaining. There's a lot more happening. But with this, nothing actually, like they fail in both aspects. They, self, they fail as a self-contained story they fail as a um, serialized story as well. And I think that's quite disappointing because everything else about the show, I think is brilliant. The uh, voice acting is very, is, is pretty good. The animation, bloody hell, it's, it's amazing. It's literally the next step. Simpsons set the pace when it came out. Futurama built upon it with some light CG uh, 3D elements. And then there was this that kind of blew out the night bro. Like if you watch it, you're only watching it for the animation. It is a beautifully animated show. But then the thing that's most important about a show or most important about a, uh, a, a series is the story. That's where mm-hmm. it just flops, bro. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real shame. I, I do not recommend it. I'm only, I'm only watching it because I'm a completionist. I started it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in deep, so I'm trying to get through all of it. The truly disappointing thing I find about the show is that I, I'm a big fan. I was a big fan of The Simpsons when it was good. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that in jest. It was good once upon a time. It's terrible now. Um, and I think it's just uh, it carries on because it's just become a staple of TV. Where would where are we without The Simpsons? And I think the only time The Simpsons will ever get shut down is if um, Dan Cancelanta dies. The day, you know, he's, he's, he's not a young guy. He's not an old guy. But... <clears throat> Knock on wood, the day he dies, that's when the show gets ca- uh, cancelled. Do you remember the last um, time I felt that way about someone? What was that? Stan Lee. It's like, yeah, man. But st- see, you but know. Stan Lee stopped writing years ago. It's different. I get what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. But, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. Um, but if, if, if something like Stan was a bit more integral with Marvel, like if Stan was still writing Spider-Man and he's the only person that wrote Spider-Man, I would get that, right? But there's very few creators like that in other mediums. Like the only person I could think of that is um, is Eric Larson, who does uh, Savage Dragon. Seth, Seth, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane doesn't even write uh, Spawn anymore. He occasionally draws and maybe does a cover, but he hasn't really done like an ongoing... In oh, a very no, long time. Seth MacFarlane for um, Family Guy. American Sorry, I'm for you talking about Todd McFarlane. Sorry. Uh, Seth MacFarlane, yeah. Yeah, no, like Seth MacFarlane is Family Guy and Family Guy is Seth MacFarlane. You can't, you can't have one without the other. Like he's yeah. very much like Dan Castellanta with, uh, Dan Castellanta, for people that don't know, he's the voice of Homer Simpson. 
Yeah. Um, who, who coincidentally enough wasn't the original Homer Simpson? The original Homer Simpson in the very first pilot episode was voiced by um, the Mr. Wilson in the original Dennis the Menace uh, live action movie. Oh, uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but uh, he only did the one episode uh, and they replaced him. Um, yeah, the show, the show is, it's got, the problem is got, like you said, it's beautifully animated. It's got a nice style to it. I don't think the writers understood the assignment. Like, no. uh, it's supposed to be like a satire on, on, on fantasy, but it doesn't satire fantasy. Like you said, it tries to satire modern tropes, but you would think that would come easier given the fact that right now it's been, never been a hot time for fantasy, right? There's so many fantasy based shows now. They're getting produced almost every year. Well, like the, the, whether big or small, it, it's everyone's trying to reclaim that magic that Game of Thrones initially had. Right. Yeah. But I think the beauty of you know Lord of the Rings uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the initial seasons of Game of Thrones is because yeah. there was a carefully crafted story that was written before it. Right. When you try and jump onto this whole fantasy thing without actually having a deep lore before that mm-hmm. to either lean on or that you've created yourself it is very very difficult to maintain that story-wise very yeah. difficult i i i think for me it's like um if you're gonna make a pastiche or a satire on something really understand the genre really understand what the tropes are and understand the tropes that most people recognize right there's nothing Granted, I did not get very far in this show. I gave up after maybe not even halfway through because uh, it just wasn't funny. I don't blame. Pardon? You. No, no. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Blame uh, none, none of the characters had any jokes that landed. None of the characters were endearing or sweet. Um, <clears throat> John DiMaggio, who plays, uh, who played Bender in Futurama, plays uh, the king, and he's just an ob- he's obnoxious. He's not obnoxious or sweet like Bender. Um, he's just obnoxious. Yeah. He has an obnoxious voice. He sounds like uh, the typical, like, hey, I'm from New York and I talk like this and I'm the king. And it's like, okay, why is that in fantasy? Like, elaborate, elaborate with that joke. Is it like your fantasy version of New York? Like, but it's like, I would have I tied that together. So like, oh, this is old York. So that's why he sounds like he's from New York. <laughs> <Old> York. <laughs> but this is old York. And it's the kingdom of old York. Like, but it's not even that level of cleverness to it. And I don't even think that was that clever, but at least it's something that made Ken chuckle, which I guarantee you that's more that you've actually chuckled than you actually have watching the show, right? I, I, say, I sigh more than I laugh in the show. Right, Ugh, there we go, oh you God. know. And you got, you know, uh, uh, is it um, Isaac Andre? What's his, that guy's name? Eric Andre. He plays the demon. He's somebody yeah. that I, I generally find to be like, a very affable guy and funny when he's in stuff. His character's given nothing funny to say. A character that could be pretty much the comic relief, not funny. The the main elf character, one of the most obnoxious, annoying characters in any animated show I've ever watched. Just yeah. this whiny voice that they just choose to give so much dialogue to every episode. And some episodes are him focused adventures. And I'm like, why? Who in the creative department thought this is the character we want to hang the but back off the show? I, I'm of the mindset that you can literally make a show or an episode or story about anyone interesting, but it's all down to the writing. Like we've had and, and, annoying and, and horrible characters. 
either start good and be horrible that end up being bad characters or people mm-hmm. that everyone hated initially and yeah. then all of a sudden they became like the front line of everyone's desire for example like um, I don't know if anyone watches Game of Thrones sorry not Game of Thrones Attack on Titan there's a character mm-hmm. called Gabby who mm-hmm. uh, um, gets is quite prominent in the recent season people mm-hmm. genuinely hated her for a mm-hmm. reason she's and the one the that reason- eats all a lot eats a lot right say again is Gabby the one that eats a lot and she's always randomly eating potatoes? No. That, ooh, am I mess, mixing up my characters? I could, uh, I could be wrong, but the, I'm thinking of Gabby. And t- the character that used to eat a lot and always had like a baked potato, I hated her. She was an annoying character because all it was is like, I love food. Ah, food. Um, no, no, no. Other that's, than that, uh, that, I can't think of. That's not Gabby. No, no, that's not Gabby. It's another yeah. character. Uh, I, I think you've caught up to the series yet. Yeah, it's, it's another character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this character, Gabby, she does something quite horrible that mm-hmm. long-lasting fans <laughs> uh, uh, wanted to chastise her. And I remember when she this episode dropped, everyone, mm-hmm. the hate, it almost broke Twitter, man. Like, everyone hated it. But now she's been doing stuff recently and everyone's like, yeah, I'm a fan of Gabby. Like, because the writing is so good. You saw the development of when she did something horrible to where she is now, you know. And Elfo could have been... Uh, caught love off of that by actually if he had competent writing um, he has had some development recently but once again that development gets ignored and pushed to the side um, yeah bro it, it's 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 a I really, I'm really happy this show exists for one specific reason I'm happy this show exists so I can always point to it and be like alright cool don't do that shit this is how you don't execute a good story or have or build in longevity with a story because that's not what's happening here at all, at all, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, that's that's a disenchantment. I know I spent time shitting on it, but like, I, I, like I said, there's, there's just some really nice parts about it. Like the animation, like the animation team, hands or like, hands down, like sensational, amazing. Like full applause for that man. They they went in, man. Like, and I and I love animation. This we were talking about this before we even got into the pod. How like um. I find it difficult to watch animations because the only the best way to watch animation is to watch it. You can't have it on in the background because anytime I look away from a screen to not watch an animation, all that's running from my head, someone literally spent hours animating those ten seconds, and you're just looking off into the into the clouds <laughs> or away from it. So yeah, I I like to pay attention to animation even if it's crappy, especially I pay attention when it's amazing, like any Pixar film. So yeah. Hats off to the team on this one, uh, f- purely for the animation and the uh, and the voice acting, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's all I really got to say about it. Um, mm. Actually, no, there's one one last thing, uh, Tony. You probably know this as well, uh, and I noticed it before I even heard about the announcement. But I, I'll tell you what I noticed first. I noticed that in this latest season, they didn't do a two minute recap. They always do it at the beginning of every season. Like, all right, cool. Last time with Disenchantment. Last time with Disenchantment. They didn't do a recap on it. And I found that, found that quite weird. And then I think this is going to be the last season. And the reason why I kind of know that this might be the last season because Futurama, the new season, is about to, like it's getting renewed. We're getting another season for Futurama. Did you know about this, Tony? Uh, yeah, I did actually, and I'm I'm super excited. I think there's been some controversy though because yeah, there's been a contract. Yeah, do you know why though? Uh, money, I presume. 
yeah, it's it's always down to the money. Um, he I think they offered him a contract that he wasn't happy with. Uh, but he's also come out and says like, guess what? Like everybody else, what they're getting paid is not right, and we all deserve more. So yeah, sort it out. So I. <clears throat> I think they're bringing it back for a reason because they see value there. But if you don't see enough value to value your talent, also, then what are you flops, really doing? In my opinion, it was a flop. What was that? Oh, also, because Disenchantment was a flop, in my opinion. Disenchantment was, it's not a good show. It's not a good no, show. And I think it's, it's only show. still going because they probably have some contractual obligation to Netflix exactly. to That's fulfill. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's such a it's such a, a disappointment for something to get to that point. Um, yeah, they they we we deserve better. They deserve to actually do better. And maybe when um, I think those that writing team should really look at themselves and say, "Why are we so bad at this?" And they should either get better or just walk away from the project. But that, that's all I can say about that. I I hate talking about stuff that I don't enjoy. Um, I find critiquing stuff that I don't enjoy like zero sum because you just come off negative. Um, I, mean, it's, I think it's I, worse I, off when you can't yeah. see how there's any redeeming qualities to it. Because I like some bad stuff and I can find some redeeming qualities to a lot of bad things. I don't with this one. Uh, like I said, I, I love enjoying like, what I, the, the, the biggest things I can take from these besides the, uh, the animation. Like I was saying before, man, like it shows you an example of what bad is and sometimes you need things like this to be like that's exactly what it's missing oh that's exactly what it's not doing right right this makes sense now and it helps you just kind of step away from it and be like all right cool yeah did this make sense so yeah um i'm happy it's here i can boy well compared to like another wacky show that did land in my opinion very very well which was inside job uh on netflix I thought that's. I think that's a brilliant show. I don't know yeah. if you've caught it, Tony, or if you've talked uh, about it. Inside Job, heard of it? The uh, c- the conspiracy one, where like the lady in the underground bunker, where lizard people are real, and they more or less cover up. Love all the that show. That show is so good. It was a slow burn for me. I wasn't really? too sure when I was watching the first episode. I ah, don't know about this, uh, but I think what pulled me in was that character. The uh, I forget his name, but he looks like a Chad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love his character. He's he brings it all together for me because I think, again, it's one of those situations where all of the other characters are just kind of like not love uh, unlovable dickheads. But I think <laughs> through him, you get him him and his you know lovableness, and you you grow to love all of the characters as well. They all eventually become lovable in some way to me. Uh, but I think it's predicated on him. But before yeah. that, it's like you just kind of have them. It's like douche, douche, douche number three, female douche, black female douche. And it's just like, there's too many douches in there. What is this? Uh, well, yeah. Bathroom. But that's exactly what we're talking about. And that's how we can compare this to Disenchantment. Not like for like, but the whole idea of um, story creation. Because like, you have the guy that did come across like a Chad, but then he ends up being the heart of the entire team. Like right. he grows it and we see why he's the way that he is. And the same thing, you kind of see why everyone else is a douche as well. Um, so you, you that's what good character characterization is, where you get to understand why someone is good or bad or terrible or why you might even hate them. Yeah. And and, and seeing the heart of it all. 
yeah, man, that, that was actually development where compared to Disenchantment where no one actually changes. Everyone just stays yeah. the same. Yeah, man. Yeah, I recommend that over Disenchantment, Inside Job. Definitely, like, definitely. It gave me definitely. like Rick and Morty vibes quite a lot with the incredibly intelligent daughter and the incredibly intelligent dad. Yes. Uh, but with out a Morty type. Actually, maybe the guy with heart is the Morty mm-hmm. type. They even they even touched upon that in Flash when, mm-hmm. um, what's that guy's name? The guy that had drumsticks at one point. What was his name? Drumsticks in Flash. Yeah, yeah. He carried around drumsticks. Like, and it was an alternate version of him. Oh, uh, Harrison Wells. Harrison Wells. Where, yeah. like, the way they, they uh, defeated the Thinker, I think his yeah. name was, is recognizing that, all right, cool. People that don't think as much are more, like, lovable and more carefree mm. and have more heart. Yeah, and so they defeated the thing with with heart. <laughs> it's one of those Planet ones. Type it, shit. <laughs> I think. Planet I type think. Shit, bro. Do you know what? That's interesting. Like, that, yeah. not to sidetrack, but it's like I think everybody, every one of us is trying to find a little bit of substance within ourselves, right? And you can have substance in the form of intelligence, like you're witty, you're clever, you you know that's your thing, and that's the thing you choose to show off. And some people that might not be necessarily quote unquote book smart, they're smart in other ways, but you find another way to be uh interesting and you're you're just you're just lovable you're 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 funny you're 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 entertaining you say some dumb stuff but you say it with a little wink in your eye because you know it's like hey i don't i'm not like well read or anything but i know a little bit about a little bit and i i like to be a goof i think everybody wants to be lovable in in some way very few people choose to be a curmudgeon. You know, I can be a curmudgeon, but at the same time, I can. Yeah. I, I like to think I'm 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 lovable in other ways. I'm a lovable curmudgeon. Um, let's put it that way. But um, but yeah, definitely recommend um Inside Job. Does give Rick and Morty uh, vibes. And on that note, similar to what I'm looking forward to coming out soon is the Boys animated series, which looks like it's going to be an anthology of loads of different styles. And there's definitely no way. <laughs> one of them is actually using the Rick and Morty art style, which I'm looking forward to. Um, right. Just before you continue, um, mm-hmm. I think this is a popular thing to do. Well, actually, not maybe not a popular thing to do, but I've seen it happen now yeah. where we have a, um, a superhero world mm-hmm. and then an anthology series comes out for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had it with... Um, Oh, they had it with the DC shows. I can't remember. They they did like, yeah, they did it a long time ago, but it wasn't yeah. super duper animated. They had, and that's no. where Teen Titans Go came from. Yeah, because they were doing that anthology of like the DC world. Then they yeah. did it for that um, the uh, uh, that crime, the heist people for um, oh, what's the name of it? It was on Netflix. It was animated. It was about Super Crooks. Super Crooks. Well, that's not yes. really quite an anthology. No, it's just well, no, no, the one story. I, no, no, so. Yeah, so it's more of a spin-off of yeah, yeah different story. In which, the same uh, which, um, I just, re- which I, I was just looking up today. That. They're working on a live action version of that. Which I don't no know way. why you would. <laughs> I don't know why you would because I nah. think one, you did the live action Jupiter's Legacy, and that you you cancelled it in the same year you launched it. Yeah, um, tanked hard. Then you did the the animated stuff, which was pretty successful. Now you're doing the live action, which again exists in the Jupiter's Legacy universe. So it's like you you already you already did the job. Why are you doing the job now in a different in because a different Hollywood, language, bro? Hollywood. That's that's I what Hollywood does, man. I think it's throwing good money at bad. I think um, 
I think what they should be doing is that it, doing this. They found success with you uh, with Super Crooks. Do a spin off of Super Crooks. Maybe tell a prequel story in live action of before it got to the point of thingy. Granted, even Super Crooks itself, the animated show, is half the first half of the the show is actually a prequel because if you've ever read the comic book of Super Crooks, it takes place during the second heist. So you know yeah. that second heist where they uh, they try to um um the second part of it after they go to prison, right? And they they find the out of prison. That's where the yeah. book takes place. Everything before that is original, quote unquote, so original that's stuff. Why, okay, because it felt like season one and season two. It, it was mm-hmm. a very distinct yes difference in the season. I was like, wait, was it meant to be two seasons? Like it yeah. felt very very clean cut but that's because yeah. you're saying because it was because um, all of the stuff to, yeah all of the yeah. stuff that we see in the first half is only kind of mentioned in the comic books you never even actually see it like right. even um that main superhero the one that has a, a thousand uh abilities right yeah. um his stuff of him like being like a good guy is only mentioned in in the comic book by the time you see him in a comic book he's already working for the bad guy right so um it's interesting there like um i don't know time will tell we'll see but let's get into the 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 real tony just one last thing on this like it seems Mm -hmm. like pete like hollywood just throws money on Mm -hmm. something that has been successful in the past Mm -hmm. it's like uh which i find it so so interesting it's like um say like uh you're 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 i i the best analogy i can give is let's say you're doing what do you call it with the spinning thing and it lands on black or red uh, roulette roulette like it reminds me of roulette where like let's say you found success on uh black eight right and it lands yes. on black eight twice yes hollywood would literally keep betting on black eight even mm-hmm. though the odds say no no it's literally even chance it could be anything else yeah and that's what it feels like when you do some of these shows like oh because this thing is successful let's rush and do this other thing yeah and then it's like, no, 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 no. That's not the reason why it's successful. <laughs> it's, it just got lucky. Um, well, this is the thing, right? With, yeah. with, with Netflix, they, they've, they've gone around, they bought a lot of IP and it's either going to hit or not, right? With, with the case of Super Creeper and Ju- uh, Jupiter's Legacy, obviously they, that's created by Mark Millar, the comic book uh, writer, who did things like Wanted, um, Kingsman, The Secret Service um and all that so he mark miller actually sold his company miller world to netflix so for the price that they paid and i forget how much it was they it behooves them to explore the ips yeah um so for them to kind of just do one thing and just move on it wouldn't be it wouldn't be fiscally responsible in a sexy way you know so it kind (laughs) of then tell better stories tell better stories tell better stories that but even then it's like i i really enjoy jupiter's legacy i i don't get why well, they were so quick to cancel it well uh, maybe because of money i, I don't know why i think but it was the budget I, I, they they they, they yeah. apparently when they shot it uh they did extensive reshoots to the point where they ended up doubling the budget and they said like yeah. we're not going to recoup this so pull the plug they still had bad wigs. <laughs> i preferred the prequel stuff the stuff to the actual uh i did as stuff. well I did, I did as well because the, that was the so much reason, more interesting. The reason why is because the prequel stuff was actually true to the comic books. The modern day stuff they changed almost everything. This seems like a recurring 
uh, um, theme where like mm-hmm. the more you divert from the source material, yeah, the more crappy it becomes. Um, it almost as if like the initial vision was strong, but they yeah. wanted to have their own personal sensibilities. Happened with Game of Thrones when they it deviated. Um, mm-hmm. There's only one time I've seen this be somewhat successful, uh, but still the original story was better. Yeah, uh, and that was with a full metal alchemist. Yeah. You know when it split into the two versions, Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Brotherhood, in my opinion, is 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 goaded. It's amazing. Yeah, but you know it, it it deviated after a while because they were still running the manga. So uh, the first Full Metal Alchemist told its own story, and mm-hmm. how it ended, I thought was quite interesting. I liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah, no, it was, um, it, but that, that I think was, that's a problem with necessity, right? You're yeah. in a situation like we're running out of material. What do we do? We make our own with. With Jupiter's Legacy, by the time it, it came out, I think Jupiter's Legacy 1 and 2 was already done in the comic books and Jupiter's Circle 1 and 2. So in the comic books, Jupiter's Legacy is all of the modern day stuff and Jupiter's Circle is all of the, the stuff about the parents. Now the show chose to make, uh, chose to do, an, chose to do two interesting things. One. They did uh, some original stuff when it came to the Jupiter Circle stuff, like the prequel stuff back in the 1920s stuff. They added a little bit of stuff, but some of the stuff that they added was actually made it more interesting in terms of these those characters, right? Because in the yeah, comic books, when you go into their past before they get their powers, there's not a lot said. The only thing you see in the comic books is that them getting the island. You don't get to know them before the island. You don't get to know their personalities you just get to see them when they get to the island and when they get their powers and with jupiter circle circle which takes place mostly in the 50s 60s and i think a little bit of the 70s that's after they've gotten their powers that's after they've had like several kids and there's so many more superheroes about right so the show's tried to do something where they've expounded on that period of time who were they as humans before they became superhumans which i think was really really brilliant um with the stuff with the Jupiter's legacy stuff, they decided to pad all of that stuff out. I think with the knowledge of them thinking, oh, we're definitely getting a season two. We're definitely getting a season two. Because yeah. really and truly, that first volume of Jupiter's legacy, it tells a complete story of how you got the wayward young superheroes basically being disgruntled with the older ones and the machinations of of one of the superheroes to basically take over the world using the... um. Brandon, uh, the the main super, so you know the uh, utopian son, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. He basically gets used to basically kill his dad and take over. Spoiler alert for people that haven't watched, uh, haven't. Fam, why you spoil it? Then say spoiler alert after. <laughs> well, the thing, the reason why I'm, I'm I'm saying it afterwards, I realize it's like maybe you haven't read the comic book and you got interested in reading the comic book, but Fam, if you're out there hoping the for the show the to come back. Alert, the show's not coming back, so this is not going to happen. But anyway, Utopian eventually gets killed by his son, What, uh, people ain't going to read the comic? <laughs> oh, fuck him. You've, you've had 10 years. What are you waiting for? You. <laughs> you've, you've had 10 years. It's, it's there. I've literally, I've literally re-downloaded it on my phone for the fifth right, time, cool. and I'm going to be reading it again. You've had your chance. You've had your yeah, chance. Yeah. I failed. All right. Um, but yeah, yeah like the, the choices that they made with this show in terms of the modern day stuff, I don't get it. All of the original stuff wasn't interesting, and all of the stuff to pad it out in the hopes of telling the full story by season two, because all of the main story stuff in terms of the world takeover and the death of Utopian takes place in the first volume of the comic books, which is only five issues. 
And really and truly, you could do that in four episodes. But I don't know. I, I still love the show. I'm literally watching it again for the third time. I, I And maybe it's because it's rose-tinted glasses because I love the book so much, but it... I'm still entertained watching it the third time. I like these characters. I've, I've I like what they do. It's not perfect, granted. I mean, it deviates quite a bit from the uh, from the comic, especially with the son as well. It does. They made him a bit more meek, whereas in the comic book, his, the son is more uh, belligerent, a bit, bit more of a waste case. Um, he's not yeah. as much as a, a he doesn't kowtow as much. He's he's rebellious, but at the same time, he has no rudder. He has no he doesn't know what he's doing with his life and he gets manipulated so easy. Whereas this one, he just, he wants to just be loved by his dad, but finds affection in his uncle and kinship with his uncle. And I think that's the tact that they wanted to go with it. I think they wanted to make him more sympathetic in the show. Whereas I think they should have kept it simple as like the, the son is not sympathetic and the daughter is sympathetic because now they just got, they were tr- I think they were trying to go through this kind of yin yang where they're both, two sides of the same coin but they've made one of them a bit too belligerent like the, the the daughter in the comic book is not that bad she's just a bit of a party girl and she kind of fixes up when she realizes after her od spoiler alert she she ends up pregnant <laughs> he did it see I, no no i know i did it i didn't do it because the the, the od again uh, Ken in the show they, she doesn't get pregnant yet but in a comic she does and that's why I put the spoiler before the pregnancy okay anyway but yeah you know it, it is what I, it is I'm surprised I, I that after mean. like two years mean. we're talking about Jupiter's legacy I can't believe we're talking about it it's been two years no way it came out, it came out in 2021 I believe so it's going to oh, be bro. about a, a year and a bit oh wow Oh, my yeah. niece felt that one, bro. What? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was originally supposed to come out in 2020, I believe. Uh, do you know what the weird thing is? Uh, mm. The Super Crooks live-action movie was supposed to come out last year. Like, they, they even, if you look it up as well, it's supposed to be between 2021 and 2022. And I haven't seen um, a single trailer this year, so I don't think it's coming it out is, this year. It's, it's not, I, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not ambitious about it to be honest um, yeah. because it's the same like if they do it beat for beat and I always use mm. this comparison with um, anytime you're going from TV to film or film mm-hmm. to TV or show to show TV to TV yeah, like just in a different medium for example yeah. animation to live action but telling the same story mm-hmm. like you're always going to get judged based on the initial thing which tends to usually be better because that's why you're making the remake of it yeah. Um. For example, like the I'm not excited for the live action uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, Netflix I show. I am. I think only I'm for really the fact not. you have a template where you see the mistakes. If by some unfortunateness you somehow make a worse brother, which can happen, it can it's happen. Going happen. It's going to happen. Um. I, I got I got I got more faith. I got more faith. Let's put it that way. Well, do you, do you, do you want to know why? Why I, I don't have as much faith as you? Why? Because you. It's already been a TV show that is mm-hmm. wildly beloved. Yes, that told that told a very very tight story. Yes, over a series of what three seasons, like yes. twenty episodes to twenty five episodes of each. Preach. Um, that went through well big themes, love triangles. So much happened, emotional. Even Zuko as a character himself, like it, it is. There's a lot going on there. Hallelujah. Now, when now we're doing live action, where and let's not lie. Last Airbender, the animated series that came on mm-hmm. Netflix, mm-hmm. it is a fantasy world. 
Yes. How much money are they really spending to bring some of these things alive? One. Yes. And also, are you really going to do 25 episodes to flesh out everything properly? No. Things are going to be cut. A lot of the things that are cut are going to be, uh, yeah, so going to be 10 episodes. A lot of the things that made the show great happened in in bits in Mm -hmm. in various episodes. Mm -hmm. Are they now going to clump things together into 10 episodes? And is this one season going to cover half of the first season? Or is it going to cover the entire first season of Avatar? And if it's going to do that, you're just just telling a a bastardization version of another series that was really great, but not live action, just animated. I personally, and that's why I don't think it's going to work, because... Mm. You're rehashing a story that is already beloved and amazing. It's a nine out of ten in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, like it reminds me of the live action. Well, not live action. The CG version of the Lion King. Yes. All right. Cool. All you're doing is retelling the same story, but with mm-hmm. a slightly different technology, slightly different medium. But yes. now, of your own personal feel or your own, I don't know if they they have an agenda with what they're going to tell. I don't know if they're going to change it and like, oh, we're now going to add this thing that wasn't there before, this thing just because that's how I feel or modern sensibilities. Yeah. Instead of actually telling the story. Like Rev, just how like Super Crooks was successful or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what's, what's, the, what's that series called? The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Tell a different story in the same universe. I'm going mm-hmm. to keep screaming this until it bloody happens, bro. Tell me about Avatar Kyoshi. Give me a Kyoshi TV series, live action series. I would have loved that. That's yeah. what I preferred. I think I, I agree with you, Ken. And yeah. this is where I kind of divert in thinking, right? We are fortunate enough that when Avatar came out, we was uh, teens, right? Give or take. Were we teens? Nah, bro, we were I, grown. <laughs> I mean, we're I don't grown, think bro. so. I think because it came out in the early 2000s. What? Season one, episode one? Yeah. Let me check that shit. Let me, do, let me fact check that shit. Came out in 2005. That predates Iron Man. We were 16 when it came out. Yeah, yeah, we was, we was. All right, cool. All right, so, lucky. so we we came up with this. It's still fresh in our minds because we got the benefit of things like Netflix, where it will forever be fresh in our mind. We can always revisit it, you know. Um, but the idea of adaptations has never been new for us, Ken. Everything we've we pretty much watched has been adaptation, and I can imagine people being like, "Well, there's already a book of Sherlock Holmes. Why are you bastardizing it by turning it into a live action movie?" Which there's hundreds of movies of Sherlock Holmes, hundreds of TV shows, and but not verbatim. This not is ver- going to be a verbatim. Well, no, some of them have been verbatim. Some of them have, and I'll, I'll tell you how they've been verbatim. Both Sherlock, the British TV show, and Elementary have actually done verbatim versions of uh, one of the famous books, The Baskerville Hound, where it's like yeah. obviously they've done their modern day adaptation of it, but they were definitely adapting the Baskerville Hounds, right? And yeah. it's one of those ones, I think, what the show, what the show, what the, the new show we need to consider is the fact that the old show ended, what, in 2009? Eight. That, in eight, 2008. That's a, that's a while ago. It's a whole new generation of kids that maybe have watched the animated series because, again, it's available on Netflix, right? Or, maybe haven't or maybe they're banking on oh yeah they've already watched it but they're still young so the idea of ruining their vision of that is not really there yet and the idea of seeing it all in fully 3d being on netflix right because netflix is always only doing this because it's a netflix joint i believe right 
Yes, it is. So Netflix and Nickelodeon are only doing this because they know they've seen the numbers of the amount of people that stream uh, The Last Airbender on Netflix. And it's a lot. I, I, I just I, I don't know for a fact in terms of looking at it, but I can tell it's a lot because the fact is every so often I dip in and watch The Last Airbender again. And I've seen it already enough times. And I haven't heard a, a single person say a bad thing about it. And I think they see that and they say like, hey, this is right for opportunity for adaptation because X, Y, and Z, we've seen it in other avenues where even with a semi-recent product, we've done adaptations of and it still works. Uh, give, uh, give you a perfect example is like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Back in the in the 80s, right? It was it was a, a comic, um, an independent comic book, very quickly, an animated series in the 90s and even quicker uh live action movie series and people still love to this day that first movie the se- the sequels not as much but those first movies people very much like get what you're saying this first movie was terrible there is opportunity here to tell a better adaptation now it's down to them to figure out how they tell the story in terms of what they tailoring to what are they cutting out for, for i know they're going to cut out that whole episode with uh boomy and his uh giant rabbit i love that episode but I know they're going to cut that out okay, because yeah. you cut that out. It doesn't slow down the story. It only kind of skips o- um, over his, some of his backstory and relationship. There was a lesson learned. There was a like, lesson because learned. Of the episode, because he was trying to train to be a, uh... anyway, bruv, I, I, like, like I said, they're going to cut key parts out mm. that actually helped with the growth of the character. Of course. And they're going to find ways to, to grow with it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think what that's you're saying about some I'm... of the examples that you said, um, mm-hmm. I think the big f- thing for me is the initial thing that I said. If you're in the same medium, yes, which is series, mm-hmm. series, like it, it you, you're always going to be fighting uphill battle, especially if you're going from animation to live action. It's always yes. harder in live action. Mm-hmm. So, why yeah, it's as if I, you're fighting with one arm I, behind your back, man. And I agree with you completely. They are they are at a disadvantage, but. Put it this way, if they find the right writing team and the performances are good and the CGs are good and they managed to pull this off, maybe not enough to say like they did Avatar exactly right, but they did this product right enough to be entertaining. Yeah. This is where it opens up to the opportunity of spin-offs. Spin-offs in the sense is like, oh, we've got them in on the ground floor. They are actually okay with the idea of a live action now. This is where we hit them with Kyoshi. This is where they we should hit have them started with, with the spin-off. They I, the reason more why, success with the I think, I think the only reason why they don't, and this is just me guessing, and it might be from a Nickelodeon's perspective, I don't think they found the success with Korra that they did with Aang. So Nickelodeon and Netflix collectively might be like, let's start off with the safe bet, then go well, from there. It, it depends what you measure success as. Are you talking about mo- uh, monetary success or popularity or review success? They definitely didn't sell as many toys as uh, the last ever did because the last ever sold stupid toys and I think still today sell super toys. And the ratings weren't as high. Cora's ratings, oh, the ratings were high, bro. The, the they were high, high, but they weren't the last airbender high. Bro, like, that's like saying, like, how high is Shawshank Redemption? Brev, like, things, like, some things are so high that mm-hmm. trying to, getting close to them is good yeah. enough. Well, and don't compare it to it was, Shawshank it was, it was because Shawshank was a flop when it came out. But but you know what I mean by rating, yeah. like it, it it's still highly rated. No, but, but because no, it's I mean, so so highly rated, anything that will come close to it, it it's hard to ever reach that. So if we're, if we're when I'm referring rating to ratings, of, I'm not talking about critical ratings. I mean TV on TV ratings. You know the Nielsen rating scale. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so like the viewership. The viewership of Korra wasn't as high as Aang. Right. So critically, I think it was on par. I think they were like both like eights and nines. But in terms of like viewership, I think Nickelodeon was hoping that it's going to like decimate Aang and it really didn't. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, um, I, I think also because uh, Nickelodeon is is a kids channel or kids production. Yes, and um, that's not like like Avatar: Last Airbender was mm-hmm. geared towards more kids. Definitely, Korra felt a lot more grown up. And it, was it was like the it was like it going was. for the more like the young teen kind of vibe, and the Which unfortunate thing is like, mm-hmm. do do you think that they did that? to kind of kind of like the toy story thing where like mm-hmm. you're growing with your with your audience yeah i think Maybe they wanted the, to, the, the idea of it i think they wanted to do that but the problem you run into that and this is just me on the outside looking in is that if i want them to, if i want my product to grow with the kids i'm growing the character that i established with the kids so rather than going for a completely new avatar i would have made teen ang and did the adventures of teen ang but i think creative creatively it could be like, no, we've, we've run the course with Aang. Let's do something different because that's what we want to do creatively. Whole, whole new avatar. Let's see what a female-focused avatar is and tell a story there. And I think the story was awesome. I love Korra. Uh, problem is, yeah, is that you alienate, whether it be male or female, but you, you alienate the people that may have been expecting a continuation of Aang. And you also told them, oh, no, Aang is dead now. This is a new character. And you have to learn to love this new character. And I think that creates almost like a barrier of entry. It's not as hard of a barrier of entry, but it's enough. It's like, it's like with the whole uh, He-Man situation of it all, right? Even though the show was called Masters of the Universe, when people were waiting for the new Masters of the Universe show, in their minds, it w- they were saying He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Having He-Man mostly dead in it and it's focusing on Shira, it did create a barrier of entry. Don't get me twisted. I still think I, I, that show I, I, is good. I would say it created a barrier of entry because of the deceptive marketing of that show. <laughs> very deceptive marketing. And I yeah. don't think that this first part of it was very strong. The second part, when they brought it back, was a lot stronger. Whether it's because it, there was more He-Man in it, I don't know. Right. But... Um, no, I, I don't think so. He-Man was... like The position that he played in, in the show Yeah, w- 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 was okay. And overall, it, was, it was okay. It, it gave an okay series. Like, it wasn't as bad as people were trying to make it out. It was okay. Do you know what I'm not going to lie about, though? Do you know that CG what? He-Man that came out afterwards? After the bruv, first... Don't, don't, don't chat to me, bruv. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed that more. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed that really? more. Really? Okay. I actually found it okay. far more entertaining. The writing was actually a lot more cleverer. Some of the characters were... The show is very much geared to a younger audience, but it yeah, knows that. It doesn't try to, to paint itself as something else. Um, I actually enjoyed... Uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe more than the Masters of the Universe but um, Ken we've gotten long in the tooth in this episode I know we wanted to talk about more but I think that's probably best to save it for another day because that other topic we can get into a whole episode with but um, how, yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah it's all good man it was quite funny at the beginning <laughs> yeah let's, let's, let's keep it running let's keep it rolling bro alright so um, yeah let's, let's call it a wrap for, for this episode and we'll we'll f- We'll do our review of Uncharted uh, next episode, um, just to keep it nice and sweet and short. And right, uh, tell them, t- tell them where they can find us, bro. 
you can find us on the usual places instagram on uh on deck top sorry say that again uh you can find us on instagram on on deck dot uh, podcast uh, on twitter on deck dot podcast i find myself as uh royal that majesty and ken uh as i am mr ken uh please we appreciate you we love you thank you for being there with us uh we know we've been spotty but you know sometimes life takes over but we're still here we're still doing our thing to provide to you, all of our listeners and just do the small thing wherever we are on every any platform that you want give us a follow give us a like it really helps us uh, really just let us know that we you enjoy what we're doing and you, you ride or die with us so uh on that note all i can say is peace adios pizza.